1: in this program are based on the holy spirit leading of a man called coach
0: i gotta ask you this out there christian america
5: it's time for pass the salt with a coach dave daubenmeyer
0: all right let's get ready here Myra. right off the bat i'm gonna have you pray because once i get rolling there may be no stopping me there may no be no popping the clutch may no chance to put it in neutral. <laughs> So let's get it going right up here at the top. Uh, go ahead and pray us in here today, if you would, dear.
6: Sure, coach. I will be more than happy. Um, it is written, Hebrews 12, 1 through 8. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a crowd of witness, let us lay aside every weight. And the sin which doth so easily base us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, dispensing the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider him that endureth such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye be weary and faith in their minds. Ye have not yet raised unto blood striving against sin, and have forgotten the exhortation which speaketh unto you as unto children. My son, despise not the chastening of the Lord, nor faint them the art rebuke of him for whom the lord loveth he chasteneth and sardoneth every son whom he receiveth if ye endureth chastening god dealeth with you as with sons for what a son is he whom the father chasteneth not but ye without chastening whereof all our partakers then are ye bastards and not sons? I release anointed that breaks the power of evil in Jesus' name. Amen.
0: Well, I've been called a bastard, but i ain't no bastard. I'm no bastard. Not not in the sense that we we just read that there. And uh, hey, listen today. Let me. I, I got to find a jumping off spot here this morning. I'm feeling it. Feeling feeling it strong today. I'm hosting Alan Keyes' show today from one until three. And my guest is going to be David Sumral. David Sumral was the uh, gentleman who appeared in the video we just watched, Bloody uh, Hill. Uh, he's da- David, uh, we've known him for a while. He's been on the show before. And I want it to be call in, call in. So everybody right now who is going to give us time to watch some of that show and is willing to make a call right down this number, there's David Sumral. There he is. You remember him from the uh, movie Bloody Hill. All right? Hey, this is going to be your chance to speak. You get to you get to you get to do Coach Dave Live today on 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 uh Alan Keyes' show. The number is 865 212 1766. It's a call in number. 865-212-1766. And please don't start calling in until I say, okay, you can call in now. And uh Really want your help because I want I want to show Brighty on TV how powerful uh give and take rate, what's it called? Dialogue. <laughs> how important dialogue can be as, as opposed to monologue. Because there are many, many people out there. It's like going to church, right? Do you ever want to stand up in church and throw your two cents in? Well, we're gonna give you a chance to throw your two cents in. If you could, Spencer, throw that, put that number in the chat for everybody there, if you could. You probably didn't write it down, so I'll read it to you again. You can stick it in there.
5: We got it, brother. You got it. All right,
0: it's in there. So one, one to three today. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be doing that. All right. So uh, help us out a little bit now. Number one, pull number one up. I got to show you this, and then I'm gonna move on to something. That uh, uh, the Lord's really, boy, put on me hard this morning. Number one, folks, it was never a virus. It was never a virus. Uh, vi- virologists. Uh, Pumia Wah did some research, paid $1.5 million to NIH, isolate the SARS-CoV-2 virus, and here's what they found out. Number one, no virus was ever isolated because no virus ever existed. Boom. I'm just going to stop right there. Do Do you get the magnitude of this? No virus ever isolated because no virus exists. No publication would accept their findings for peer review that says no virus exists or has ever been isolated. The in silico genomic sequence virus from so-called patent zero in Wuhan was computer generated with only 40 base pairs compared to the usual 30 to 40,000 for a real virus. They requested that the CDC send them one sample of the virus. The CDC said they didn't have any samples of the virus. When they spoke out about their findings, the FBI raided their lab in April. There was a global coordinated effort, governments and international organizations and media to orchestrate the real pandemic, which was fear so that they can proceed with their real agenda which is depopulation. Colds, cases of flu, cases of pneumonia were counted as positive COVID cases and deaths. Number eight, false positives of cancer and other deaths were counted as COVID deaths. Number nine, 5G rollout is the most likely explanation for the collection of symptoms known as COVID-19 happening in certain cities during the 2020 timeline and continuing today. 10, 130,000 5G towers were operational in Wuhan at the time of their outbreak. 11, deaths were intentionally inflated or people were intentionally killed with drugs and deadly procedures to create panic and hysteria there's the video there's the uh report there was never a virus to begin with take that to the bank and uh can we anyways, uh, can we put
4: that in the uh check please
0: put that in the chat form if you want i'm i'm, I'm, I'm heading somewhere today i got a i got a text message earlier this morning from uh my buddy uh, pastor uh, pastor todd henry yeah i got pastor friends
3: Believe it or not, I do.
0: And uh I read it and it was so profound, I want to share it with you today. If you can, pull up number two. <clears throat> pull up number two. And this is uh this is Revelation uh 18, specifically verses uh one through four is what I want to read. And we're gonna read it here, and then I'm gonna this is what Pastor Todd sent me to me this morning. Uh or is America a habitation of devils, friends? Are we a habitation of devils? Yep. Verse 18, of, uh, verse 1 of chapter 18 says, And after these things I saw another angel come down from heaven having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. Let me stop right there. The question that stands before us today, in my uh, not-so-humble opinion, is not is... Calamity coming. But is the calamity coming the end of days? Is it all over? Or is it a fall back, rebuild, reconquer? Those are, the two, those are the two options that we're looking at. And fortunately or unfortunately, most of the world, American Christian world, American Christian, most of the Christian world believes it's the end of everything. That poof, we're gone, we're out of here, boom, it's gone. It could be true. But what if it's not? What if it's not? What if some of those things that we read about in Isaiah and Jeremiah, about rebuilding and plucking up and tearing down and rooting out, and what if, what if we are seeing the end of, what if it's a near-death experience, the end of America as we know it? I think we need to really, really seriously consider that, friends. And after these things, I saw another angel come down from heaven having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory. And he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon, the great is fallen, is fallen, and has become the habitation of devils. And the hold of every foul spirit in the cage of every unclean and hateful bird. Does that sound like anybody, any place you guys know? For all the nations have drunk of the wine. They've all fed off the good old U.S. of A., haven't they? They all drunk off the wine of the wrath of her fornication. See, listen, folks. We knew better. We were a Christian nation, a Christian people from the beginning. We knew better. We weren't the ungodly ungodly whatever, Polacks or the ungodly Italians or the ungodly Germans. We were a nation blessed by God, and we knew better. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication. The kings of the earth have committed fornication with her. You tell me, you tell me we're not whoring out American dollars for influence. You tell me that's not going on. And the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. There'd be no doubt we control about everything because we've hoarded all out. And I heard another voice from heaven said, Come out of her, my people. It's a second voice. It says, come out of there. Come out of there, my people, that you be not partakers of her sins, that you receive not of her plagues. What are you going to say? What am I going to say when I stand before Almighty God and say that I partook of her plagues silently watch the murder of unborn children the, the demonization the, 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 the uh, destruction of the spirit and the soul of the young little children for her sins have reached into heaven God has remembered her iniquities reward her even as she rewarded you double unto her double, according to her works, in the cup which she hath filled to her double. How much America glorified herself and lived deliciously, deliciously. So much torment and sorrow give her. For she says in her heart, I sit as a queen, and I'm no widow, and I'll see no sorrow. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day, death and mourning and famine. And she shall be utterly burned with fire, for strong is the Lord God who judged her. It goes on. Therefore shall her plagues come in one day. And the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and lived deliciously with her, all they're going to bewail her and lament for her when they shall see the smoke of her burning. You saw the explosion, didn't you, at uh, Hoover Dam? Just a coincidence, I'm sure. Standing afar off for the fear of her torment, saying, alas, alas, the great city, America, that mighty city, for in one hour has the judgment come and the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her for no man buyeth their merchandise anymore could go on and on and on. I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go on Spencer if you could real quick Lee quickly pull the message Bible up Following this, I saw another angel descend from heaven, and his authority was immense. His great flooded earth and his glory flooded the earth with brightness, and his voice was thunderous. Ruined, ruined, great Babylon's ruined! A ghost town for demons all its left. A garrison of carrion spirits, garrison of loathsome, carrion birds. All nations drank the wild wine of her whoring. Kings of the earth went whoring with her. Entrepreneurs made millions exploiting her. Just then I heard a shout, another shout out of heaven. Get out, my people, as fast as you can so you don't get mixed up in her sins, so you don't get caught in her doom. Her sins stink to high heaven. God has remembered every evil she's done. Give her back what she's given. Double what she's doubled in her works. Double the recipe in the cup she mixed. Bring her flaunting and wild ways to torment and tears because she gloated, I'm queen over all. And no widow, never a tear on my face. And then one day disaster will will crush her. Death, heartbreak, and famine. And she'll be burned by fire because God, the strong God who judges her, has had enough. The kings of the earth will see the smoke of her burning, and they'll cry. Carry on. The kings who went night after night to her brothel, they'll keep their distance, for they'll get burned. And they'll cry their lament. Doom, doom, the great city, doom, city of Babylon, strong city. In one hour, it's over. Your judgment has come. So here's where we have to ask ourselves, if we believe the Bible, and if some of us would believe or not believe, doesn't matter, are we Mystery Babylon? Is this calamity that's coming? Is it the end of the age? Is it the end of everything? Or is it merely judgment on this America that we find ourselves in? And unfortunately or fortunately, however you, whatever your theology is, see, our theology teaches us we're not even going to be around here for this. This isn't going to happen to us. Even though we've been complicit and laid in the middle of it, not done anything about it, permitted it all to go on, We're a wicked nation. We're a wicked nation. We're a wicked people. We're a wicked church. We have a wicked government. There's not, I'm sorry, there's not a more wicked nation in the world because we knew better. We knew better. It's like a guy who becomes a Christian and then falls back into porn. You knew better. What were you doing? We're like a repeat offender. We're a repeat offender. We're going to stand before the Lord and he's going to say, I reminded you over and over and over and over and over. I kept warning you and you kept doing it. Yet there's a faithful remnant. Where is that faithful remnant? And what is that faithful remnant going to do? And what does that have to do with where we are right now? If judgment is coming in one hour, it's what it says, it's going to be, boom, that quick. Is the American economy going to fall that quick? It's, boom, it's going to be gone. And if that happens, people are hungry, and there's marauding gangs moving around, stealing stuff, doing whatever they can. If that happens... And you haven't been raptured out of here. What's next? We don't even think this way. We we get up every day. I get up every day. And I see it getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. I think, How long, Lord? How long, Lord? And am I supposed to just sit back and watch it and take it over and over? Something different every day, every day, and we can't see the signs that are going on around us in an impotent, "who cares" attitude of the American church? We we'll to clean up our own house. Want we'll to hire a maid to come and do that for us? I got an article for you, and I want to give you a warning before I read it. It has some bad words in it, and I'll try to, I'll try to not read the bad words. Or maybe I'll make Joe read it. Bring up number four, Ken Spence. I read this yesterday. I thought you can't be kidding me. Got to be kidding me. <clears throat> What's the title? Protect your children. Because the great reset's coming for them. You know what I talked about yesterday? Scroll down. Hold your ears. Forgive the grim opening to this, but children are now taught about masturbation at, age, at school at age three to six. And parents are being told that these lessons are compulsory, not grooming. Not sexualizing children, not insanely creepy and inappropriate stuff. No, compulsory. Call a conspiracy all you want. There's a very dark, heavy agenda at play, and this is all part of it. So is the gender confusion indoctrination, and the virus fear indoctrination, and the climate fear indoctrination, and the need for a convenient, cashless society indoctrination and the be kind at all costs indoctrination and the fear to stand up against norm, however screwed up it is because the herd will leap on you like an angry pack of pre-programmed hyenas and you'll deserve everything that's coming your way, indoctrination and the war propaganda indoctrination and the rest of the horse crap we're being bombarded with from all directions. It's all coming into schools for a reason, more and more. It's not even covert or insane anymore. They have drag queens looking like plastic sex dolls reading stories to four-year-olds and parents who are too kind and liberal to say, get the heck away from my child. You have people injecting children with experimental drugs created by known criminals to save the elderly who've already had five of the bloody shots. If teachers regurgitating government fear porn to children because it's just what's in the curriculum. Just doing my job, boss. Shaking the bush over here, boss. Kids being dressed up in whatever colors are in keeping with the latest propaganda push. Doesn't matter what you or they think, as long as it's in keeping with the done thing. Has the done thing ever been louder? Has going against it ever been less popular? Have we ever been more mindlessly obedient and afraid to question authority? I'm gonna wait for somebody to say amen. I need an amen real quick. Amen, coach. Amen. 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 Ooh. Amen. And if so, where did we learn that? I often wonder what it will take for us to for this to end. To cause the snap. Will it be when someone's child allows them to be raped. Because they didn't want to offend. Particularly if the perpetrator happened to be from a fashionable minority group. Because they've grown up in a world where the adults automatically did what they were told, and it gradually allowed the world the word no to devolve out of their collective vocabulary. Because just because science, because be kind, because authority, because Why would they do that? Like, there's anything kind about what's quietly happening to our children while we continue to act out our Oscar-worthy performance of everything's normal here on planet Earth. Pretending. Every single day. It's all been planned for such an eerie length of time. The effort that's been put into it is beyond comprehension, which feeds right into the hands of the Oh, come on, really? Groupthink. Like it could possibly be that sinister. Surely it's just coincidence after coincidence or whatever they said on the news. Drip, drip, drip. Wear us all down. They need us to become so fatigued that we stop. We stop talking. We stop feeling. We stop trying. I see this now a lot. It's what I felt, too, like we're waiting for something, like this toxic steamroller of doom will just turn around and leave us all alone. Because why? Because it all got too weird. And the weird became the norm. We don't even know if weird is seen, let alone seen as weird. Weird. If the scene is weird, then where the heck is the normal reaction to weird? Where are the, what the f Did they break? Were they removed? We appear to be either in blissful ignorance, defiant denial, or stuck in, we tried, defeated apathy. I've certainly been in and out of the latter. While we're waiting, denying, giving up, or pretending, we're rolling over and letting them do this to our children. The bullcrap they're throwing at us via the media, which we have the power to turn off, they're throwing it into our schools like never before straight into the malleable minds, setting them up for life. They don't have the power to turn it off. Our kids can't turn it off. So the buck stops with us. I know this kind of talk is a stuck record. I'm well aware it's almost unwelcome. I realize it can be incredibly triggering, but I don't want to be part of the tide of apathy that allowed the counter-narrative to be drowned out. I'm aware that many people feel home educating is impossible, even if they wanted to. Our own indoctrination of what's necessary, important, or what we're capable of still firmly is etched into our own brains. But please, just remember how many things they intimated and manipulated us into believing were necessary, compulsory, or for the greater good just in 2020 alone when they were clearly anything but. So many things are more possible and positive than we're led to believe. So often what seems negative, so often what's seen negatively for bucking the trend turns out to be the best thing we could have ever done. Look how they utilize the our herd mentality against us, knowing we'd rather lose our freedoms and integrity than our social status or make enemies. What a test run to see what they get, they can get away with before we finally stand up. They played us for fools. And now, on behalf of our children, their mind numbed us into what appears to be total dissolution of what was an already alarmingly weak line in the sand. Hijacking our compassion, with an endless stream of Trojan horses for us to jump all over whenever they flick the switch, laughing at us while we literally cheer on our own demise and our blind eagerness to do the right thing. Yeah, their right thing. They're bulldozing their way in because we're letting them, still trusting and obeying those who claim to despise and distrust we're like the participants of a Milgram's Conformity Experiment, where people sat quietly and obedient in a room filling with smoke just because everyone else in the room who knew it was an experience also ignored the smoke. They could barely even see the paper in front of them. They presumably knew the danger of the smoke, but the vast majority just sat there waiting, ignoring, denying, pretending, allowing. People have warned for a long time they're coming for the kids. Now they've quite clearly arrived and we need to be in the way. Not just parents. Any adults. Enough of the self-sacrifice for granny inverted responsibility bullcrap. How about granny standing up for her kids? How about we shift our focus onto the job we're here to do, which is to look after the young, stand in the way. You don't see lions in the wild cowering to the side of their young, worrying about what others will think of them, pretending not to notice the massive threat looming right in front of them, laughing at the ones pointing it out and letting it walk right up to their offspring to do whatever the hell they want to do. Others may not be such as obvious physical attack, apart from the toxic injections. It's arguably more dangerous than that, because to some it's invisible, and to many it's deniable, unseen until it's too late, and the damage has already been done. They're worming the vicious, poisonous tendrils into the minds of our children, because when they have their minds, they own your kids. Ultimate control. The narcissist's dream. We can look the other way all we want. We are in a psychological war, ultimately a spiritual war with huge physical implications too. And our children are being heavily targeted. So question it, challenge it, call it out, flag it up, talk about it, join forces, make a noise, poke the norm, be inconvenient, walk away. Do your own thing and tell others about it. Set up an alternative. Whatever you feel like doing, do it. Just don't be scared to stand against it. None of these agenda-driven indoctrinations are normal. I'm going to read that again. None of these agenda-driven indoctrinations are normal. And none of them are even remotely okay. They are incredibly harmful. And so is our apathy, our denial, and our silence. Amen. These are our kids. Push the F back. Look at this picture. Look at that mama bear, that mama lion, carefully watching over her cub. Try to walk up to that cat cub and teach you about homosexuality, see what happens to you. I'm going to open it up here in a second. I know this is harsh, but we're all complicit. We're all complicit. We just sit back and we watch them do the latest thing. And we point out the latest thing, but we don't stand up against the latest thing. We don't do anything against the latest thing. We don't organize against the latest thing. It's too inconvenient. We don't know we're at war. We don't understand the consequences. So we're going to have to come to a realization. All of us are going to have to come to a realization. If it's the end of days, praise the Lord. But what if it's not?
3: Janine, come on in. Um, A few things here. Um, you mentioned you when you first let Let's see if I can follow this now, as you've been talking and seeing so much of this stuff um, in revelation eight, you read uh, the words dirty birds, dirty birds is what you've been preaching about in the hirelings. The dirty birds are the hirelings mm. and God, God told us to worship in spirit and truth. And we need, you said we need to be in the way. Well, if we're, um, if you read um, the first message, which you just you were referring to, it says the, the first angel proclaims the everlasting gospel and calls for restoration of the true worship. Dirty birds can't be doing the true worship of God, and it says the hour. It's the first. Uh, if you go to Revelation um, six and seven, it says to fear God and come out of her well if you don't fear god and come out of the dirty bird preaching and the Mm. and not worship him in spirit and truth it says um it says the um judgment is come that means it's here already we're being judged on what that is the judgment
0: The, the the judgment is we don't recognize we're listening to the dirty birds we don't care that is the judgment
3: that's And so how can you go and do and uh, protect your children when that's why they're going after the children? They've already got the adults.
7: They now have to
3: have the children. We as adults have to understand to fear God and worship him in spirit and truth, because if you don't do it in the first part, the second part that you were reading, um, come out of her, you're not going to be able to come out of her.
0: Amen. It's almost impossible. I was talking. Listen, I'm not going to tell you everything that's going on in our life. Uh, uh, I've had enough. I'm just going to say that, okay? I've had enough. Personally, I told myself, I'll be 70 years old. I'll be 70 years old. I don't care if I live my last 10 years in a Gulag, Gulag or federal prison. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care. I don't care. I'm going. I'm not going. I'm not going to let this stuff continue to my grandkids. I'm not going. I'm just not going to do it. They have to lock me up. Jonathan, come in. Then Michelle.
8: Yeah. So that scripture you read this morning uh, hit me hard in uh 08, 09 After we went through our struggle, we were public. We were doing the stuff you're talking about right now. God called us to raise up a standard, and I still say he's calling us to raise up a standard. That's all we can do, and that standard is the message of truth, and our job right now is to take ground. I'm not giving them the public school. Uh, A lot of you guys, you're done with raising kids. I still got four kids at home, and then they're going to go to college, and those colleges are indoctrination camps. We've seen it with our own older children. And believe me, I cry out every day for them, but I want us to invade their kingdom. Amen. Now that's hard, right? But they see their dad raising up a standard every day on Facebook, every day, you know, and that's what our kids are a little scared of. But in the end, when this war is going to change, it's going to turn, right? Then everybody's going to come to us and they're going to say, tell us what the heck just happened. It was the best thing that could ever happen for the church because Amen. It, revealed, it revealed who was a real dude, who really loves Jesus, and who doesn't. Because if you fear man, you're not worth anything. Amen. Jesus <laughs> is raising up a a Gideon's army. They're not afraid. Their eyes are up. They're looking around. Amen. You know, they're drinking the water the right way. We we are that.
0: Let's look at that mama. Look at that mama lion there. Look at that lion. Yeah, take. Take,
8: see, Revelation didn't happen. We didn't get to 18 yet. What, Rome is where the harlot sits. Rome is where it sits. And yes, we've been impacted by Rome, but you look at Europe. They've got the weather warfare going on. They're going to have food rationing. They're going to lock everybody down. It's going to start in Europe. So how are we going to stop it here is we're going to do the, we'll be the ones saying, don't fall for this, don't fall for this. Me and my wife were talking about it last night. Will they be able to convince people in North Carolina that there's the virus is back? And and will they be able to lock us down again? COVID is now on the rise in our town and we don't we know COVID doesn't even exist. How are they testing for it? We've got to say no. We've got to say to our local uh, health department, what are what's your test? Because they're going to try to shut down football because they're going to say, you know, this kid on my phone every morning. Ultimately,
0: ultimately, Jonathan. Ultimately, they're going to try to shut down the election, folks. They're trying to but shut
8: down. But how do them. we? How do we? How do we get them to stop in our neighborhood and in our area? That's the question. That's what I'm That's asking. Right.
0: That's the question. How do we make them stop? Everything's local. Amen. Michelle, then Silver.
7: Thanks, Coach. Okay, so I've got four things here. I'm going to start at the bottom stuff and then we can work to the top. Um, nothing can happen until America falls. End-time eschatology mentions no free country. So there's no people. And, and I mean, that's the heartbeat of America. You guys are free. You are the land of the free and the brave. We all know you as that. So America has to fall for end-time eschatology to come to pass. And it's sad to sit and watch it. I mean, I, I'm, it's not even my country and I, I bleed for you guys. Um, this, The second thing is we don't change prophecy. So the best thing we can all do is, like Silver reminded us today, we just focus on Jesus because no country matters. At the end of the day, how we live and where we live makes no difference. Then the third thing, America cannot be mystery Babylon because at 1,952 years ago when this was written, America didn't exist. And neither did my country or any other of these countries that came into being because of merchant places like um, Great Britain. And then my last point is, What if it is true? What if this poof escapism story is true?
5: Silver. Good morning, y'all. Uh, boy, coach, you got a lot going here. I do. Okay. You're, you're seeing in your own eyes, a waking up of the situation that we're in. You asked the question. Is it the end of days or is it not? Okay. Can it be the end of America,
0: not the end of days, Joe?
5: The end of America is the start of the end of the age. Okay. Because there is no opposition to anything, country or whatever, coming against the nation of Israel. Okay. If we're out of the picture, which could be God just going, you know, in one hour making us militarily uh, inept, okay? That's a possibility, all right? The things that are going on because of our Christianity in this nation, we are the most Christian nation on the planet. We brought the gospel to the whole world, okay? We think, you know, that our poop don't stink. God's going to show us a little different. Because we,
0: well, it's even, Joe, Joe, it's even worse than that because we knew better. Yes. We, we knew better, folks. We knew better. And I, I think about it as we, our little grandkids are around. Little, em, little Emery, who's two years old, doesn't get punished the same way her five year old sister does because we've told her five year old sister more times don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that.
5: Are you going to put that in the chat, the link on this?
0: Uh, the This thing that I just read?
5: Yeah.
0: Yeah, put that in there. I got another one, too, if I ever get to it. Come on Here. in, Joe and Jeff.
5: Here's
4: another mindset. We've been doing police actions since the Korean War. America has lived by the sword, died by the sword. Conflict. We live by conflict. So, Joe, we look, you, at, we look at, at. Go ahead. You have a sailor, a marine, army, air force. They go overseas and they wonder, what am I doing over here in this conflict? What I have in my pockets, am I going to be able to survive what's in my pockets? So now, I always said, America is so spoiled. They don't know. The grief that people live by overseas. And now it's on our shores, <laughs> our land, our children are gonna see the conflict and
0: the grief that we've seen fighting overseas. I wanna minimize this it, Joe. I wanna minimize it. I wanna minimize it. I understand that. I'm not gonna sit here, I know you're not saying this. I'm gonna say here sit here and say, oh, I saw that coming. I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna be that ill I don't want to be there that well. How about this? The House, Act, the House, with the approval of 47 Republicans, is working to codify into law homosexual marriage so that the Supreme Court can't overturn it. Forty seven Republicans voted to codify in law homo marriage. Did you know that? Did you know that? So the, so this is the conflict we're about to live. It's a conflict we're about to live. Jeff Klein, come on in, Jeff.
2: Coach, look into the eyes of that mother lion. Yep. She's like, Don't you dare. Don't you dare. Precious thing. I don't yep. care about all the stupid nonsense we talk about Babylon and this and that. The kids are being destroyed. Back when the masks were hot and heavy, they had 150 people in a school board meeting. They were irate over a stupid mask. Now there is nobody there. They're all gone again. And we brought these things up with the gender confusion and stuff with them there. Well, as soon as they turn loose to mass, all parents on the way, and it's all fine and dandy. The schools are great. It's what did Janine
0: say? What did Janine say? It was those dirty people right? No pastoral leadership. Absolutely no Christian pastoral leadership against any of this stuff. In fact, I mean, if you take, that, take that picture right there. Take the uh, take the uh, the mother cub out. Take the mother out of the picture. That's what happens when we send them to school. It's exactly what happens.
2: I stood in every one of them board meetings at each different school, four different schools, and there were 100, 150 people in there. I'd look around the room and I said, Is there any pastors here tonight? No not. I'd look around and I said, Nope, not a one. (laughs) It's just dirty, dirty. Janine
0: called it, They're dirty. They're dirty. Craig. Well,
2: you know, uh, God works in 400 year blocks of time. When uh, God told uh, Abraham, He says, uh, The iniquity of the Amorites is not yet complete. All right. And he said, your family will go down for 400 years. So when you see that, you see this very distinctive pattern in the Bible. And you see this from the time that uh, Joseph was in Egypt. And that was 400 years. Then you see from the time that they left the Exodus to the first king, 400 years. You see from the first king till they come back out of Babylon, taken to captivity, 400 years. That's why when we were on November 11th of 2020, at the 400th year at the Mayflower Compact, it was very, very evident to me, God, hands down, you have know, a rope from the third heaven. Now, you can either use it to pull yourself up or you can use it to make a noose. He, ha- he allows things to tray out. And how you do that at that end of 400 years, is, is it a noose or is it a rope up? and you have to come to the decision where are we as Americans as a Christian quote-unquote nation and what do we deserve at this point
3: Amen. so Amen. What, they, what,
2: the, what, what the government is doing is provoking God the leadership of this government is provoking God to come and do action and when you get down to the level of children where you destroy their mind where they can't hear the word of God through the rest of their life. Great judgments are now unleashed from God and it will be, it will be hard because it will take out people and it will take out children. Just like when God came and said, there are certain tribes you're going to take this one out. You're going to take this one out. You're going to go from the top to the bottom animals, kids and everything. It wasn't that God was just doing this willy nilly. He was saying is they are incapable of hearing my word. They will be destroyed, I will restart again. We are going into a new millennial. We are at the 6,000th year time frame, and Christ is returning as king, just like when Abraham came, there was the first merely mention of kings is when you start coming about Melchizedek. Five kings fought against four kings, and then all of a sudden Melchizedek comes up. Those same kings are coming back. same kings, just at the end of the story. And Melchizedek is Jesus, to Christophany, and if you look at the story, he's the one that came and started to work with Abraham, but he's coming back, and he will be king over the earth, not just he America. Is.
0: Amen. Amen on that one, Craig. Myra, then Randy.
6: Yes, Coach. I just want to give praise to God. First of all, we had a great um prayer um, meeting yesterday with the Christian revolution. Also I received um uh, Paul's uh newsletter um email and it's he always gives such good information. Thank you uh Paul and I have Jeremiah 1520 to read. I will make you a wall to these people. I fortify wall of bronze. They will fight against you, but will not overcome you. For I am with you to rescue and save you, declares the Lord. Hallelujah.
0: Amen. We're going over. We're not going under. I agree.
9: I agree. Randy. So, Coach, if if I'm out of Babylon, you're out of Babylon, and we're coming out, and we're we're getting out of the system of the world, which is what Babylon is. What does it matter? You're right, Coach. What does it matter? you you live today like you you're responsible today. You're responsible tomorrow. It shouldn't matter how you see the end times, which I don't believe we're in the end times. But I'm not going to make that about me. This 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 little talk, Coach. Look, Craig is so right. He understands templates. See, God isn't a template. God, He does things in in certain years. He's a designer. He's an architect. That's how He does things. You you don't. Half of us don't know anything about prophecy. We think we do, but we don't. So we ought to forget prophecy, coach. I'm, I'm telling you, we need to look at where what God is doing in a template, in a 400-year period, in a 70-year period, in a 40-year period, and we understand that. When you understand that, you don't have to worry about how it's going to play out. You're going to do what you're supposed to do in your day, in your generation, and then you hand it off to the next one. Coach, we have to quit looking at everything like we're the ones it's all written to and it's about our day. We have to understand we got to do it long term and forget about it and forget it. Forget about it. Do what's right. Lay up an inheritance for our children. This is all biblical. It's, it's Randy. You mean, you, mean,
0: you mean to tell me, Randy, you mean to tell me that life goes on after a tornado? Life goes on after a hurricane? When a hurricane blows in and knocks over houses and trees and people are homeless and they gotta go to high school, you mean it's life still goes on? Yeah. You mean people get back up on their feet, they go and they rebuild and they reestablish that those old things have been knocked down, they have to build new things? Could it be that Hurricane Jesus is about to hit? Could that be what's going on? Hurricane Jesus is gonna come, and it's gonna blow everything up as we know it. And even though we think we're like Dorothy, right? We're gonna be blown away. No place like home. Click your slippers. The reality of it is, as many of you who have gone to do the disaster work with us understand, there are people left when disaster strikes. People are still here, and whatever is coming here will be disastrous, and people will still be here. And I would say this, with the exception of very few, we have no plan beyond. The hurricane. We think the hurricane is the rapture, that we're going to be in that big cloud going up. We're out of here. There's the hurricane. See you. We're out of here. Maybe we are. Well, an opportunity for us to rebuild. Amen. That's what I see. And I don't think we. I don't think we view it that way at all. And I don't know about you, but folks. Tell me you haven't taken the hopium. To believe all of a sudden everything's gonna be okay, that all of a sudden everything's gonna be normal in America again. Tell me that you come on, come on, come on. Have you have you watched have you watched the marriage between deviancy and Babylon? Have you watched that marriage? Have you watched the deviancy between the the that that sexual deviant movement and the the elevation of it into the culture and in society—Are you watching this, folks? How can how can so few have so much impact, and how can so many have so little? Blame it on prophecy. That's what that—that's what those dirty guys do. They just blame. Well, it's what it says going to happen. Coach is just going to get worse. Come on in, Jack.
5: Yeah, know. That- that essay that you wrote, that you read, is the perfect example of incrementalism using the Overton window. And if we don't stop it now, you can't reverse that incrementalism incrementally. It's now stop or over the cliff. It's yep. now we have to stop it.
0: We have to stop it, Jack. We can't compromise with it anymore. We've got to stop it. Stop it.
9: Coach, if we're out of Babylon, why do we? Why are we worried about judgment?
0: Yeah, I'm not. Hey, hey Randy, I, I, listen. I've become more aware of this, friends. You're not free in America. You just think you are. Amen. It's only in Christ that you're free. Only in Christ are you free. Amen. I don't care what you have. I was thinking about it. Amen. I was thinking. I was thinking about it yesterday i got to go to the license bureau to get a license to drive my car. i got to go to the license bureau to get a fishing license. I have to go to the government to get approval to dig, a, to dig a well. I have to go to the government to get approval to build a septic. I have to go to the government to get approval to build a house. I have to go to the government to get a, every. you just think you're free. Amen. Mike, and, uh, I, I, Sometimes I wonder if I couldn't be more free in prison. At least I'd I'd recognize I was in prison. Right now I don't recognize that I am. I have this idea that I can do whatever I want. Michelle and I, we had to pay today our property taxes, are due. Property taxes. Property taxes. What are they going to do if we don't pay our property? We can pay them through coercion. What are we going to do if we don't pay our property taxes? They'll come and take it. They'll come and take it. You think those guys, those J6s, you think they're free? You think they're living in a free country? A delusion of freedom because you can go to McDonald's if you want to and you can choose whether you want pepperoni or, or cheese on your pizza. You think you're free because of that? You think you're free because you can get in your car and you can drive down the road and go visit your friends as long as you don't go over 65 miles an hour and then they pull you over and give you a ticket because you're going too fast? What? You think you're free? The freedom you ever have is freedom in Christ. That's all you're at, Bernie.
1: Yeah, thanks, Coach. Um, I think it's important. You know, I, I'm reading through Isaiah, and um, you know, it sounds like it's just exactly where we're at. But there's a way that God just—and that's not written to us—but it is certainly written to the way God deals with nations and deals with His people. And, as an example, um, as an example. And, yes. and and yeah and a pattern, and it tells us who God is, and the, uh, I'm sorry, this the sin sickness is so bad, it's just going to take a clobbering to save us from it, okay? We don't need to just be, we, we need to be saved from the power of sin, that's what we need to be set free from, you know? And also remember that the early church, you know, you're reading in Thessalonians, and there was rumors going around, oh, this is the end, or this has already come, and, you know, and all this, and, and look, Okay, there is going to be a climax. Okay, and it this could be it, all right? But there's, but there is an eternity before us, all right. And the day for us to be faithful is now. And you know, I, you know, we we've all got things to 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 get our lives in order, all right. Walk boldly before the Lord. Get out there, and you you might be surprised what what He would then there and there is a future beyond this, all right? Don't give up. You know, our our call to Fidelity, I just I, lo- I love it, you guys in this huddle, because you don't just talk it, you get out there and do things, okay? And,
0: we're the we're we're the reconstruction crew after the hurricane.
1: That's who absolutely. that's who we
0: are. Rather yeah, than the evacuation crew. We
1: gotta go backwards. Still gonna, God's still gonna be there when all right after the smash up. Yep. All right? You can call on him. And he's still going to be there to, to care for us. Okay? It might be tough, but this might be the only thing.
0: Way. Be tough. Bernie, I got I to
1: gotta go. Reggie, come.
0: Then Kevin. Hey,
3: man, Bernie. Coach, when my kids were growing up, they got rolled their eyes a lot because I would always say, you you think you're free. The people in the world think they're free. They just haven't told you you're not yet. They only pull the strings when they need you need to to move another piece on the board. And so I raised my kids knowing that and telling them you're not free. We live in a country run by a Luciferian system, and I said, it is so important and imperative. Your priority is to learn who the Lord is and to walk in the Lord, and I repeated this, and they would, you know, they're kids. They don't want to hear it all the time, but I constantly tried to prepare them for the next step because I knew it was coming, and I would say, you, you're going to have to build up the church. You're go- If you make it through... You're gonna have to help the next person that makes it through. People are gonna be running crazy. They're not gonna know which way is up, and 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 that is something that I've always tried to prepare. We're not You're isn't, right. Isn't We're
0: right. not. Trained. This isn't the first time the Lord's upset the apple cart. It ain't the first time, and it won't be the last. Kevin, come in.
8: Coach, like David Knight always used to say on his reports, everything is prohibited unless expressly. Uh, permitted by the government so coach you got your permit where's your yep. permit let me see yep, your got permit.
0: All, yep, got it all backwards don't we and the love of money is the root of all evil it's all about money all about money emma
6: amen the taxes on land is called quit rent and uh, uh i forget daniel boone quit. I think he was in Congress, and he quit because of it.
0: So, folks, here's what they're going to do. They're going to go around. Inflation has gone sky high. They're going to come around and tell you the house that you bought for $50,000 is now worth 500000 and then they're going to jump up your taxes. You're going to say, "Oh yeah, that, 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 it's not no longer a thousand dollars tax every six months. It's now uh, seven thousand every six months because, by the way, your home is so much more valuable." He said, "Well, I didn't do anything. I just lived here and mowed the grass. That's all I did." Yeah, but it's worth much more now. Well, how did it get worth so much more now? Well, we printed a lot of money. We printed a lot of money, and we laid that on your back and on your shoulders, and so therefore your your taxes are going up, and you don't have to pay them, but. Uh, We'll take that home. Your kids won't get it. We'll we'll, we'll take that thing. Mark, Mark, come on in.
10: Hey, Coach, you're on a good topic here because the government wants money. Where do they get money? From us, right? Yep. But but where do we get money? From the capitalist companies. The capitalist companies, when they say mask, they don't have to. They're global. Hmm. Cracker Barrel has a global policy. They say, you don't got a mask. Cracker Barrel says, yeah, we do. All their employees and visitors have to mask. The capitalist companies have more power than these governments. So the governments want money from the capitalist companies, the oil companies, the technology companies. So how do they get money from them? They regulate them, and then they send us to work for them. We go into the companies, we take a bag of money, and we give it to the government. The more of us working is the more money they get from the capitalists who they can't control. Okay? It's like a cycle. We're caught in a matrix. Whether you believe it or not, what Reggie said is what I should have done. I should have taught my children that we're born in a cage. And our life is spent figuring out how to escape. And we don't teach our children that.
0: Move into a bigger cage. Quickly, Angie, last one. Go, Angie. She's gone. Hey, folks, some tough decisions ahead, isn't there? Tough decisions. We're in the crucible right now. What we do now will matter. Alan Key's show today, 1 to 3 at Brideon. Please come and help us uh, take some calls. God bless you. Hey, we're winning, man. We're going to win. We're going to rebuild.
7: What a time to be alive. See you tomorrow.